Welcome to the Blackcast, Blackcast number 212, the amalgamation synthesis combination. Don't let the music fool you, this episode has absolutely nothing to do with New York City, but as most of you know, I'm a New Yorker by birth, although I suspect at some point I'll have lived in California just as long as I did in New York, I'm guessing another 13 years or so. That's why I can identify myself as a lifelong New Yorker. And as such, I'm a New Yorker by birth. And a New Yorker by birth cannot let episode 212 come to pass without acknowledging the famous area code of the Big Apple, a.k.a. the city so nice. They named it twice. Of course, come to think of it, my area code growing up was actually 914 and it was later changed to uh 845 so you know if we manage to roll around to black cast episodes 845 and 914 and what i guess would be 13 years give or take then we'll be sure to give credit where credit is due in any case that episode 212 number is why you're going to hear some New York-themed music throughout this episode. Because I'm keeping it real. All right, enough about what this episode is not about. Let's talk a little bit about this week's show. I came up with an extra clunky title for this week's show because it's a bit of a clunky episode. It is indeed an amalgamation synthesis combination, taking material from two very different recording sessions, and whatever the opposite of seamlessly, roughly, unevenly, effectively, disjointedly, imperfectly, you get the picture. This is a non-seamless assimilation into one episode. The second half of this episode is from the future, but also recorded in the past. Talk about your timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly. For those of you who insist on listening to the Black Cast in its original production order, you should know that the second half of this week's episode actually comes from the same session after Will and I recorded what will be next week's episode, Black Cast number 213, after we saw Ace Freely and Enough's Enough perform live at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills on Friday, February 3rd, 2017, of course. But there was so much nerd news that we hadn't reported on yet, I feel like we needed to take advantage of that extra time, share our thoughts on those topics, and I wanted to present it as soon as possible, although that does turn out to be, I guess, two weeks, almost two weeks after we recorded it. So some of the so-called nerd news is actually inaccurate, what we call hashtag fake nerd news these days. We might embarrass ourselves there. Speaking of embarrassing, I'm actually a few rum and Diet Cokes deep during that chat that you'll hear the second half of this episode. And when you hear that segment, your first thought is going to be, well, why did he tell us that he was drinking? It's obvious. And I probably should be embarrassed. Here's the thing. I'm not. Says something about me, no doubt. But this is what Nicole was referencing, a.k.a. Mrs. Starling, was referencing in last week's episode when she said, oh, no, you've never done the Black Cast drunk before. Although I contend I was not drunk at that time. Definitely buzzed. Very sleepy. But you'll hear proof. Will was even more sleepy than I was. But have you ever wondered what, you know, 
half-buzzed, after-midnight nerd conversation between Agent Starling and I sounds like, you're going to get it. And you're going to go, yeah, I can almost hear the ice dropping into their glasses while they slosh around that alcohol. Alcohol! That one was for basically just Kevin Scott and Rob Lorge. Anyway, thinking about that segment in this episode. I'm actually really afraid to listen back to next week's episode, Blackcast 213, because that was actually earlier in the evening. So I guess what I'm saying is make sure to tune in next week to see if I sound tipsy, buzzed, or <clears throat> I believe the kids say turnt. Yes, turnt. Let me know if I am turnt. And you can let me know the status of my turntness by tweeting at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T on Twitter, or if you like the Blackcast on Facebook, and while you're at it, what the hey, bookmark Blackcast.com for those all-important Blackcasting needs. Oh, and because the audio files amongst you, Jason Blair, uh, might want to know, this episode is presented in glorious mono, because the second half of the episode was recorded at Will's house, the aforementioned not drunk but sleepy buzzed segment. That's actually a uh, setup Will has over there that necessitates saving a file in mono because he's got two microphones as opposed to two turntables and a microphone. I guess he's two microphones and a turntable, a.k.a. Bizarro Beck. But anyway, there's been a lot of preamble, a lot of ramp up. Before we get to the second half of the episode, reason dictates that we need to get to the first half, which is the rest of our Super Bowl Live postgame show which was originally streamed on Facebook Live immediately after the big game. I'm using air quotes, can't you tell? Immediately after Super Bowl 51. Surprisingly, this was less than a week and a half ago, but it kind of feels like a lifetime ago at this point. But you'll hear myself, Agent Starling, Mrs. Starling, Captain EO, Agent Romanoff, and I believe my lovely wife Heather and adorable son Felix make an appearance. And we're going to talk about some... Super Bowl commercials and other things we didn't get to in the uh, version you heard last week. And we'll start it all off by finally letting Nicole and Natasha get to the bottom. That's right, pun intended, of football players' butt sweat, which you'll hear right after this. Nicole, because uh, I feel like you guys, and by guys I mean ladies, this is a really important issue. You uh, did some research to try and find out more about it. Talk about sweat butt in the do. Super Bowl. We didn't do. We did. It's personal research. And we didn't do research. Okay. So Nicole noticed that there were like three inch flaps upon the butts of the white pants on the Falcons. Men. There you go. We were wondering like what are those for? Like why do you have that stripe? And does the other team have them as well because it's harder to see on dark blue pants? So we had three theories that came up. Mm -hmm. One was mine, one was hers, and one was Jeff's. 
My theory was that it was to cover the ass crack in the white pants. Her theory was... To cover the sweat that comes out of the ass crack area so it does not become invisible and show crack. Yes, and uh, Captain Neo's theory was yeah. that it was for padding. So we spent the entire game until like halfway through the fourth quarter trying to figure out what the three inch patch of extra fabric was for the pants. And we're pretty certain that the Patriots did not have it. So we're pretty sure it's so that when they sweat through their white pants, you don't see ass crack. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of both of our theories. Um, And we, um, Jeff's joke was that we're like the Tina Belcher commentary on because it went the whole game. We, were, we talked we about it really the whole game. on the Patriots because it's hard to see. Every the time there was a slow motion replay, every time someone something was frozen, mm-hmm. it was research, you guys. It was it was not about looking at butts. Butts are bad. Now it I'm imagining like Tina Belcher doing like like commentary play by play, like let's zoom in on that I butt know. now. I, I will say around the flats yeah. where there was sweat, you could pretty much see skin so yeah it was it like sense. it was apparent by fourth quarter the falcons were sweating so much and i'm sure that grass is wet and unless they and sweat that really much wet. but it was like it was apparent how see-through those pants get mm-hmm. when you they sweat the that much you would see with all the flipping there would be like and balls flying, <laughs> and just, just like so hairy things that you just can't so ever forget. Much. You like, would that know, would just like, sear itself into your Yeah, you would know like who has a really wide ass crack, who has like a really who long shaves. ass crack. And the person who's chiming in right now, like you have no idea what's going on. You were not ready for this ass crack <laughs> conversation. I don't know if someone just joined. Because it's important. I don't know. They just left. So, yeah. <laughs> really, oh, 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 I thought this was about something else. <laughs> no, so that's uh, that was our ass crack theory. Crack? What? It was tight yeah. bone. It pretty much, like, held conversation I'm it off for good. Oh, she's got strong ass arms, though, because she held that for the I whole I did. That was time. a long time. That was a long time for me to hold that. That was basically our ass crack conversation. Yeah. Song. We Heather. literally talked about it the Hashtag entire game. Mm-hmm. Hashtag crack kills. We're missing. Yeah. But we're you guys never got the H-J answer, is what it comes down to. Um, I'm pretty sure that. That we're on point with the, the sweaty butts. Yeah. Pretty sure. Because it, was, it wasn't on the Patriots. I made that discovery uh, when they froze and replayed the amazing catch made by Jeffrey. Julian Edelman. 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 Roger Goodell. Edelman. Julian Incredleman, as he's called. Incredleman. He had an amazing catch in our last Super Bowl victory two years ago. Against Thank you for the fun facts yeah. as we talk as you talk about butts, are there Sports. any? Is there anyone in the chat talking about butts? No, no, no. no. because they heard the butt talk and yeah, they someone away. came through the butt talk and but they left when they what? got called out. Uh, Jason Blair pointed out, did you notice that Johnny Depp was nowhere to be seen in the Pirates of the Caribbean yes, trailer? Mud covered shots. Yeah, uh, there was one mud covered shot, but it's as because they know he can no longer sell movies because he has a two million dollar a month wine budget. Actually, I think Which it's a. I don't judge. It's, it's a. It's a Budget for I think one. That makes what was his last movie, Mordecai? Uh, uh, in Wonderland 2. Oh, yeah. Terrible movie I never saw. I just yeah. watched it. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Um, Nicole, <laughs> would you say it was? Would you say it was fine? Was it fine? It was fine. Yeah. Uh, See. Uh, you thought that the first Alice in Wonderland was terrible. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it looked cool, but I—that's all I remember is what it looked like. I don't remember the story. Well, the I thought she was a good Alice, right? Uh, no. Because okay. Because that movie came out right when the uh, novelty of 3D was at its peak, so they were like, "Whoa, we've got this cool idea. We'll do a bunch of CGI and put it all in 3D, and you'll be like, wow." 
And that was like the only thing terrible. that movie ever had to like for its credit was that they were like had advanced their 3D to look better than everyone else's crappy 3D, right? Is anyone still seeing movies in 3D? Oh, I saw Rogue One in 3D. Yeah, so oh, yeah, I see movies in 3D, okay. but they've changed the 3D, like where they were doing 3D as like a novelty where things are jumping out the screen at you, and so you have to have every scene where like, oh, there's an explosion and a like shooting stars coming right. through your face. Like Harry Now they do it properly where it's all depth. Everything is going back deep, so you look like you're looking through a screen, and then you can feel more immersed because you're like, oh, all these things are going on in this That's field of vision in front of me. It's it to an extent, especially in the battle scenes for Star Wars, I enjoyed that like immersive feel of like, oh wow, it really feels like you're kind of barrel rolling right here. But like that's about as much as you can get out of it. And you can really only get it in the theater setting for me. Like I have a three D TV and like it's fun, but it's just a big waste of money and pile of crap. Like those glasses were great for like the first year or two I had the TV and then I put them away and never brought them out since because it's just like it's just not fun and it just gives you headaches like 3d is 3d to me is like why you spend that extra money to go to the theater experience when you need right. to see something in its big epic form right like versus if you're watching like a uh, like a heartfelt drama like a manchester by the sea you can watch that on your regular tv like it's not better but you also wouldn't system. watch that in 3d huh, says you okay. <laughs> i want to see those tears down his face <laughs> shooting off the screen He's so sad. It's just a scene where the like, camera's below his face and he's crying. I, I, I want to see 3D where he drinks himself into that blind rage so that he can start a fight with someone so that he can end his night getting his ass kicked. I need that in 3D. Those bottles crack. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what we need. Uh, and by the way, David Hines reminded us about Lone Ranger just to keep the streak of bad of Johnny Depp movies. Of but course. that goes back a few years now. Lone Ranger... I have revisited the score for... I am a big fan of Lone Ranger. The Sorry. movie? No, no. Oh, the character? Yes. Okay. In I was like, many, wow. There's many forms. I've Over the years, I listened to like the old radio programs, and you watch the old show, and, and the, they rebooted the comic book series in like 2010, I think. 2009, mm-hmm. 2010. And it's been very good. And so I revisited the score, the music. The, the music for the movie, I was like, man, it's a shame that this is good music for a terrible movie. Because the big... William Tell Overture them when they finally build to it in the movie, like with the horse. On oh, the in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, no, by the time that it's they terrible. got to it, I was so far removed from being interested in the movie. It was like wasted. I was like, nope, too late. But listening to it just as a musical piece, I'm like, great. I wish there was a good movie to go along with this music. But there wasn't. No, no. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jason Blair went to bed. Uh, so we. Good night. Yeah. He's already gone. But uh, we appreciate well. Yes, yeah, so, sleep well. You seem so sad that he left. I know. Well, there's there's very well, few people. Got close there for a minute. I know, but oh, now it's just John Archer making dirty jokes oh, about no. you know we're talking about 3D and he says my wife has three double Ds. See, oh, my God. yeah, How yeah. How old are you? Um, he already admitted he's got a three inch D. What? <laughs> I don't think he said that. Oh, he did. Yeah, mini D. Mini D. Mini, D. Ding. mini ding. You're right. Mini it was. <laughs> That's His the... wife is making up for what he lacks. John Archer, you don't have a wife, do you? Uh, John Archer, uh, he's been, you know, with the DMZ family for a very long time there. Um, he's crushing it on commentary. He is. Thank you, Nicole. Yes, he is crushing it on commentary. Candy crushing it? Uh, no, that would Not be... Not like Natasha Canwin. <laughs> 
Um, there was a pretty bad uh, Snickers ad that had Kylo Ren. I mean, oh, yeah. obviously Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know what else was going on in that. I think it was supposed the, to be like yeah. a parody of Westworld. The, well, yeah. the whole point was that it was a live commercial that he completely ruined from the onset. Because it's like, ruining a live Super Bowl commercial? That's what happens when you're hungry. And it's oh, like, yeah. really? Mm, no, it just looks stupid and yeah. bad. And it definitely wasn't live. No, it definitely was not live because so it's false advertising. Yeah. Nice try, live commercial. Uh, lie to us. Super Bowl yeah. lie at its best. <laughs> uh, I I prefer to think of it uh, as famed Chinese martial arts actor Jet Li, Super Bowl Lee. But the Jets didn't play in this one. I mean, because it was a Super Bowl, so why would they play in it? Good point. I mean, just saying. Look, it's just a st- just stating a fact. You know, it's a it's a tough fact for some people. Um, we. You know, we had a... Um, now that you've tried it a few times, like one hand. Oh, yeah, Nicole has gotten much better at opening and closing the baby gates. Baby-proof house, I'm pretty sure if they just call it baby-proof, but I'm pretty sure that it's just proof. It's proof. Like, they've just, like, done things to mess with people. Just the baby's gone and realized they've had words. Yeah, you can, say, you can swear. That's all right. Yeah. I, <laughs> Heather, oh, that's my God. So Hell damn ass. <laughs> that's so Taint. Um, uh, I wanted to talk about an ad that I also forgot about, which is why I took these notes. There was the Honda ad where it was really creepy yearbook images talking. But I'm going to start with Will because it featured the thing that he needs most to make something successful, a Stanley cameo. I remember when I invented yearbooks. They were in black and white. I realized that we recorded a past, present, future episode that has not that the people have not heard now. Right. So that voice reminded me of something that belongs in one of those episodes. But uh, he was there. Stan Lee. Stanley Lieber. Stanley Lieber. I was there. I went to high school. I remember when I invented high school. I saw the Hulk climbing on the wall, and I thought to myself... Before that, that you went to work after eighth grade. <laughs> but then I said, Jack, let's put him in high school. Um, but we that was a creepy ass. Uh, it had uh, our friend Amy Adams, our friend from... She was, I didn't see her. Oh, yeah, she was there. Yeah. Our friend from many installments of World's Greatest Tribute Bands. Of yeah. course her high school yearbook photo was beautiful. Uh, she looked great. I mean, a lot of them look good. Uh, Steve Carell had a sweet mustache in his yearbook yeah, photo, did. by the way. Which... He went to my high school. Wait, he did? Yeah. Uh, he his... No, you went to his high school. That, I guess that is technically true. His brother wow. used to plow our driveway. I'm friends with his nieces. The Corrells. I'll plow your driveway. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to plow his niece. Yeah. Oh, no, they're gross. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Which which is less nice, by the way, saying I plowed his niece or him saying that they're not good looking enough to plow? <laughs> uh, let us know at blackcast.com or if you're in the, the Facebook chat uh, watching this live, you can let us know there. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg was a good one. You were really excited about that one. Was that a favorite? I know you have a mouthful of... Uh, I'm eating chips. Hey. Chips. I can't ding without hands. Um, <laughs> that gets a ding in and of itself. It totally yeah. does. No, so I was the only one that realized that he they were making pot jokes there for a second. And what I thought was really interesting was I love the person who came up with the joke, can of bisque, that is actually cannabis. But I'm pretty sure Martha Stewart was holding a mason jar. So again, lies. 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 I thought it was a very funny commercial, but that led to a whole conversation. I think that the room wasn't aware of longtime collaborations between Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Were you not aware of that, Natasha? Oh, I was aware. 
I was going to say, a, <laughs> please. As a cannabis industry worker. As the um, superlative weed Somalia, right? as she has literally been called in a review of her on the, the internet. I got called a superlative sommelier of our products. Wow. Um, <laughs> Cannabis. Yeah, no, I mean, I knew about like collaborations. I also know about like, Snoop and Miley have a big thing going on. I didn't um, realize that. Yeah, well, there's like a huge movement about um, like microdosing in your food or like adding cannabis to your food just for like beneficial effects, not so much necessarily to get you high, although like both are good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I knew about the collaboration of it, but I think it's cool that they had it sort of shamelessly plugged up there on Super Bowl time. I'm all for it. I think it's great that they somehow found each other, uh, Martha and Snoop Dogg, and <laughs> I hope that they uh, continue to work together for a very, very long time. Less impressed by the collaboration between Terry Bradshaw and Jeffrey Tambor. Mm. I, what was going on with that? It was like... He should have shown up as his transparent character. See, now that would have been amazing. If, should have been the transparent character. But, the I don't know. There's probably some... He has a name. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know what it is either. Okay, so we don't know what the name is. I watched the pilot. I watched, no, I watched the first four. I watched the uh, penultimate episode of the second season, so I really know what's going on. You really know everything. Is, my dad set up a talk back with like the cast and the director. So that's how we saw Moderated by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that was cool. Who? J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, the guy who ruins everything? <gasps> yes. I actually don't think that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure someone... No, I like I like the Star Trek movies, even the ones that people don't like. What's the name of the lady from uh, Who's the Boss? Angela. Judith Light. Judith Light was there. She yeah. She's sitting in our seat. Did I answer that too quickly? Well, just a little. Just a little. Bitch. Yeah, we, yeah. No, we moved. We went somewhere else. <laughs> you don't ask. She's the boss, Will. You don't ask her to move. All right, to be fair, Mona was, was the boss. Party play. Catherine Hellman was the boss on that According show. According to Abid, uh, he proved that Angela was the boss. On mm, Community. On community. So. Mm. Well, I'll agree to disagree. To Stephen Toblowski or whatever. There was a lot of conversation here in the room when the Sprint ad was on with the Can't You Hear Me Now guy from Verizon who I'm very happy for because after you know Verizon lets him go, we're probably never going to see him again. But then Sprint's like, oh, no, we got this. We're going to go ahead and get him. And uh, we mostly talked about those old ads and he can't really get royalty ads, uh, payments for those ads. But the commercial wasn't good, but let's just give it up for that guy. Let's not look up his name. That's That's cheating. I'm glad that that guy's continuing to work. You know, uh, Nicole and Will, as working actors, you must appreciate the fact that, you know, you think that your usefulness has maybe uh, dwindled, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Arrival's like, no, we want this. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Arrival? Well, the movie with Amy Adams? No, A. A. Space. Oh, a rival. rival. Yeah. I heard it as one. Yeah, he was not an arrival. Yeah. Although he could have gone up to the glass of the aliens. Matter? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now, aliens? But that's so that's like not what not working Verizon guy. <laughs> arrival really ends in its own elaborate Verizon commercial. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. One of my least favorite uh, Super Bowl ads was the TurboTax ad with Humpty Dumpty. Um, he started do the Humpty Hump. Stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin an image and a style that you're used to. Whoa. I look. Oh, the Humpty. <laughs> and the the ding uh, signaled the end of the Humpty dance. Yep. However, yeah, I know I'm ugly. <laughs> you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. Um, no, he started oozing out egg yolk um, from his like wound. It was so you did disturbing. look like pus. It was, it was so super disturbing. good. Definitely. I, can we just universally agree? Worst ad of the night, maybe. Um, of advertising ever. That was a yeah, bad probably. one. Uh, and by the way, now we're up to the halftime show in my notes. Gaga! 
yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but uh, Natasha, a.k.a. Agent Romanoff, what did you think about Gaga? Were you excited or were you crushing candy? I stopped crushing candy because I thought she actually kind of killed it. Like, she's an incredible performer, and the fact that she can run around like that and still perform live, I think it's incredible breath control. And I love artists that are actually good when they sing live versus ones that you can tell are all fake Mariah Carey together. Oh, you said it before I could. I was going to fake cough. <laughs> Mariah Carey! But you're just, yeah. I'm still not sold that she was really singing that because... Are you talking whole, about Gaga, Gaga tonight? Because the whole thing with the Chili Peppers having their instruments not plugged in a couple years ago was to show we're not really allowed to play this live. We wanted to and they will not let us. So why would they let a singer sing live? Maybe she did. Maybe I'm just mistaken no on this behalf. She said hi to her mom and dad mid show. I mean, she could have recorded. She could have recorded it. You could easily add that in as the kind of thing to throw people off from realizing that this is all pre-recorded. Now again, this could just be me tending to to believe be that like nobody. Yeah, being very so cynical. cynical. But I just think that, I think like, you the reality give her credit is credit for the sparkly diaper, regardless. It's, sure. You know, yeah. Some epic sparkly. And that, and and the and the pads, the shoulder pads. Yeah, dude. She's the diamante depends. shoulder pads. Um, <laughs> my mom has a pair of bedazzled depends. It's a, you know. Is that a fact? Because I was just like the way you said it. <laughs> it like you were so, so proud, mad. right? And I'm, I'm very proud of my. I'm mom. like, Mama Duray would not probably be too happy uh, with you watch sharing this, that. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll make sure she uh, watches this. <laughs> Jeff, you were not really able to enjoy the halftime show. Probably didn't even watch it because, if I remember correctly, you were drawing a warm bath and getting some sharp objects, and you know, you just—it was not going your way up until that point. Yeah, yeah, you know, going into halftime, honestly, like right before the half, as far as the game was going, I was like, "This is really bad." Getting that field goal was like, hey, we have a sign of life. Like, there's a possibility that since we're, we're not going in, having scored no points, we we can try and pick up momentum. Like, you always got to think of it like, hey, if they could score 21 points in the first half. There's no reason we can't do the same in the second half, right? But it did not look good. And all the way through the third quarter, it looked the same. So I did watch the halftime show. I took a, a break from my silly video games on my phone because I was definitely checking out a little bit as the game went on because I was like, there's no, I don't want to like watch terrible things happen to my team. I don't love watching my team throw a bunch of incomplete passes, right? That doesn't mean I wasn't still like glancing up every time like something happened, but you just don't get as invested. Like when you've been to as many Super Bowls as the Patriots have, <laughs> you gotta know how to pace yourself with these kinds of things, right? Like, right. I genuinely believe, genuinely believe that anyone who's old enough to have been through like all the recent Super Bowls since 2000 knew through most of that game, like, oh, this sucks, but you just gotta stay calm. There's a lot of time on the clock. Yes. And uh, I think Nicole has uh, something she would like to say. Let's. Uh... Hi, my hand was raised because I want to just talk about one thing. In the halftime show, Lady Gaga killed it. It was really cool. Yay. But in the whole vein of the halftime show has told us that robots are going to take over the world. Can we talk about the drone light show that Ooh. happened? When when it started, we were like, those aren't the real stars. What is that? Is she in front of a, <laughs> is she in front of like a stage or a set or something? And but no, basically like the drone light show is so advanced and so cool and really fun. And I thought that was amazing. I thought that was the coolest thing. I wanna I wanna share a tweet. From Palamon, Josh Wolf, comedian Josh Wolf <laughs> at Josh Wolf Comedy, that I think Jeff will really appreciate. He says, 
The fact that Roger Goodell is probably slamming his dildo in his ass extra hard tonight makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I walk up, Dave. That was rough. Yes. Yes. Very specific image. I just imagine. I believe that joke. Oh my goodness! I just imagine Roger Goodell has gone home and is performing that scene from like the second one of the movies with Tom Hanks, where he's like all angels and demons. Oh, that's the name. Uh, Oh, that's the one. (laughs) Where the guy's just like whipping himself. That's Goodell right now with his cat of nine tails in his hotel room in Houston, just like why? Why have I allowed this to happen? Self-flagellation. He did it to himself, though. Uh, literally, unfortunately. Well, hey, there was another uh, commercial that uh, was semi-interesting. It was for the Nat Geo show Genius, where we had uh, Albert Einstein. I believe he was, uh, was he on the... I was played by Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, playing the violin, but Lady uh, Gaga on the violin. Yeah, bad romance. Yeah. So, that's a show, like... On Nat Geo? It will be on Nat Geo. Called G- like a scripted show on Nat Geo. I believe it's, it's scripted. It's an entire series of Jeffrey Rush as Einstein, as Einstein. playing the violin with Lady series. Gaga. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm working on something for the, for Nat Geo, and uh, they had not let me know that this was also coming. Yes. Just for all time's sake. Yeah, there we go. Just, you know, because sometimes you have to make sure that the the bell is used the way it was intended. Uh, there was a there was a cute ad with uh, some NFL babies, which I didn't quite get who some of them were, and I was a little embarrassed. That was, that was the NFL making sure that they reminded us that they are for women and family, mm. <laughs> and that includes babies. They even had the they even had the Falcons Devonte Freeman baby and the Bill Belichick baby, which was like we pointed this out before the game. I don't think they were the kids because Bill Belichick doesn't have any babies. He's his kids are graduated from college. No, I think they are kids. Yes, that, that were born that year. To NFL Those people years, oh. dressed up as NFL people. Possibly, but I think they were also trying to be like babies that were See, born in the years. Of those Super Bowls. Who were the babies in the Super Bowl. Ad? Okay, Google. let's find out. Yeah, Google. <laughs> Siri, who were the babies in the NFL baby ad? Okay, um, My fucking phone. Whoa, I whoa. I say, okay, Google, 10,000 times and nothing. Okay, Google. Why are you so angry? Finally. Is okay, Google. Why are you so angry? Finally. Why are you so angry? Finally. Why are you so angry? Finally. Oh, just keeps Is saying. okay, Google basically like Siri? Yeah, but it sucks. Uh, you know, that doesn't help me. Anger, a destructive partnership. That's what she sent to me. That doesn't help me because, you know, I'm very anti okay, Apple. Oh, no, we're going to listen to okay, Will answer. <laughs> Will, why don't you just type it? Okay, Google. Type it. Use your fingers. Okay, <laughs> William. Yeah. Uh, by the way, John Archer said uh, after there was an F word, uh, he's like, I might have to go. In the ad, acuities are dressed just like grown-ups, but not just any adults. They're dressed just like football legends such as Mike Ditka, Joe Namath, Von Miller, and New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick. Wow, Google. I mean, there are more than three. Michael we, Urban. They missed Michael Urban we, uh, from the Cowboys. We really wanted to know. See, I thought that was T.O. That shows how little I was paying attention. Yeah, T.O. never played in the Super Bowl with the no, Cowboys. No, of course he did. Only didn't. the Eagles. Yeah, we'll see. You're more manly than I am. <laughs> You're like boy school when that Super Bowl happened. Actually. So it means you didn't see it. I didn't. That was the one Patriot Super Bowl I didn't get to see. And you missed the uh, Red Sox. And the 2004 Red Sox, yep. It's all right. You're not. Uh, you're not bitter, huh? <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. I just, you know. <laughs> oh no! Not tonight. Tonight's no, a great yeah. night for you. I'm celebrating now. This. See, we 
the reason that we've won so many championships in the last 10 years is to make up for those two that I missed because right. you have to have at least 10 times that amount to make <laughs> up for any that you miss. So you're uh, well on your way. It was it, like, I don't feel bad for them at all because like, frankly, fuck you, Atlanta. But um, it was great when they were showing like New England has 36 championships. Atlanta won <laughs> in uh, what was it like 140 professional seasons. They've won one championship and they showed all of that when Atlanta looked like they had the game in the bag like going into the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden it turns around and it's 37 for us so so uh everything's coming up Millhouse Millhouse everything's coming up yeah sorry so you learned something about the uh only one of the babies belonged to former NFL player Ty Laws. Mm. Disappointing. Hey, that was fun. Stay tuned for some semi-buzzed sleepy nerd talk right after this. New York, I love you, but you're freaking me out. There's a ton of the twist, but we're fresh out of shout. Like a death in the hall. That you hear through your wall New York, I love you But you're freaking me out New York, I love you But you're bringing me down New York, I love you But you're bringing me down Like a death of the heart start but you're still the one pool where I'd happily drown welcome back to the black cast this is uh, some very important nerd conversation that needs to happen uh, joined by the one and only will sterling at will sterling underscore I'm of course at Christian DMZ don't forget about at Blackcast BLADTCST the Blackcast on Facebook and of course Blackcast.com. You and I were sitting down recently and we talked about a lot of things, but you know what we didn't talk about? Nerd talk. Mm. And it's kind of a lot of things. Like big things. It's dirty stuff. It sounded like it. But big things. Um, like case in point. We have a title for Star Wars episode eight. We do. The Last Jedi. Ooh. And people are really like worried about what that means. Is like, is Luke the Last Jedi? Is Ray the Last Jedi? And there have been people who pointed this out. Jedi, it's sort of like deer. It's the plural as well as the singular. I see. So it's like it could be the last of the Jedi in terms of there being several. Right. But we don't know. Here's actually what I literally said when I heard the title is Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's fine. It's, it's not fine. a bad title. That's what I felt about The Force Awakens. Yeah, Force Awakens is all right. You kind of get it because well, that was like reinvigorating the, yeah. the franchise. I'll tell you what's a bad title. The Phantom Menace. I actually Attack of the Clones is fine. I actually don't mind The Phantom Menace. It's so the, vague. But I think it's cool. It sounds cool. Does it? It's just because the movie's not good. It's impossible to separate the two. The Phantom Menace, I think still think Phantom Menace is a fucking cool title. I think Attack of the Clones is a better title. Revenge of the Sith is an amazing title. Yeah. But just the Phantom Menace is like, tell me more about this. I, I don't think it's, I follow. It's terrorism. Really? Kaida? As Dennis used to say on their Dennis Miller radio show. Kaida? I don't know about you, but 
Waleed Shubat. I smell Kaida. <laughs> Waleed. I just pulled that out of And remember nowhere. after having him on the show for like five years, yeah. we learned in the end it was Shoibot? Shoibot. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That was really far into the, yes. the operation. But years. he never corrected us. Years. It was like Jillian Melcher. Yes. Who, like, you look at it, it was Jillian Melchior. Never said anything. No. And then I think I heard her interviewed somewhere else. I'm like, oh, her name's actually Jillian Melcher. Yeah. And it was like, what? Jillian Melcher? It's too polite. I, anyway, the title of Star Wars Episode Eight. I'm not that worried the about it. Like, you can, they can call it whatever they want. Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Samurai. With if Tom the movie's good, it's fine. Even if the movie's just average, it'll be fine. Star yeah. Wars Episode Eight: Book of Shadows. <laughs> Doesn't it kind of works? Eight. Star Wars Episode Eight: Jason Takes Manhattan. I'm oh. trying to think of another number eight that there was. Oh. Yeah. But wait, speaking of which, we are uh, on the cusp of Friday the Thirteenth Part Thirteen. Wow. There were installments that weren't numbered, but mm-hmm. there have been twelve, and so they're like, "Well, we have thirteen. Let's yeah. just go ahead and go with it." Okay. But there's only been one reboot, or there've been multiple reboots. I can't remember. And Freddy vs. Jason, one. I don't quite technically. Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. Are they counting that? I mean, I think that it has to count. Jason's in the movie, right? Yeah, but does that count as the 12? I guess it would be. No, I mean, I would count it. Because 8 is Takes Manhattan. 9 is Jason Goes to Hell, right? Yeah. 10 is Jason X. 11 would be Freddy versus Jason. 12 would be the reboot, yeah? Well, 12 would be when Jason is played by Peter Capaldi, unless I'm mistaken. Is he? Is Jason played by Peter Capaldi? In 12. Point? Only in 12, In though. Friday the 13th, yeah. 12? Yeah. Okay. I, I I don't know. That makes sense, doesn't it? The one where he shoots arrows? The guy in the boat? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. There's a certain expectation for what a Friday the 13th movie is. Yeah. If you deliver that, it's fine. Like even parts and bodies. Part six and seven are not great installments in, in the franchise. But Part six is fucking one of the better ones. Uh, it also has... The amazing Alice Cooper song. Yes, that's it one of the reasons the why. Behind the mask but part six is legitimately one of the better. Part Friday seven is not great because no, it's got it's the girl that's with the, the telekinesis. And, originally yeah. supposed to be Carrie versus Jason. Was it really? Yes. I didn't even know that until yep. you just said it. Yep. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it together. Yeah. You know it would be good if you, they took somebody other than Carrie and had them versus Jason like Matilda. A more childish telekinesis. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean. Jean Grey. Jubilee versus <laughs> Jason. You'd get killed. That would not go well for no, Jubilee. No. no. But you'd be happy because of how much you hate Jubilee. Yeah. I just yeah. hate how stupid her powers are. I don't hate Jubilee. You just hate her raincoat. That's I just wish she had better you. powers. No, you hate that she has a raincoat. I don't have any problems with the raincoat. She's I don't worried about the, the she's worried about raincoat. precipitation. It's cool. And you're not interested. No. Yeah, well, I'm not fine. interested in her, no. Well, that's because she's Asian. That's not true. It's because I'm taken. It's true. You've been taken for a long time. I don't mind Asian women. I don't either. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we were we were talking about a, a variety of things, and uh, I I threw out there. I said that uh, Peter Capaldi yeah. playing playing Jason, Jason in the twelfth movie. Uh, Peter Capaldi is the Doctor on Doctor Who, yes. which depending on the episodes you watch, sometimes the actor is listed as playing Doctor Who. Yeah, like introducing David Tennant as Doctor Who. Right, and that's not correct. Right, even I know that. But anyway, he's leaving. He's he not gonna, going. He's going to do this this tenth season that's going to start on april 15th which is great which is exciting as we know when it is and then that's it you do the christmas special and then move on but you had you felt very good about this decision not because you didn't like him because you like him very much he had bad stories yeah but talk a little bit about your theory as to why it's sort of a good time for him to go i believe if you change showrunners you should have a new doctor because because matt smith was clearly Stephen moffat's doctor and it was all it was in it was harmonious yeah. Even though Russell T. Davies started with Christopher Eccleston, 
David that Tennant was like a blip, though. was very awesome. much his yeah. doctor. Agreed. And that would have been maybe what he would have built to, but I think in losing Eccleston, Russell T. Davies sort of found the authentic thing that made Doctor Who popular, uh, the reboot more popular. It was like Tenet, you know what I mean? Like people going back, they love the Ninth Doctor, but it's really David Tenet that, that helped it. Uh, become I think as popular as it was and then Matt Smith really helped as well so when Stephen Moffat stayed on the tonality of it the look the cinematography the production design like it has a Stephen Moffat feel but it doesn't have Matt Smith Russell T Davies Doctor Who didn't look and feel the way Stephen Moffat's does and I just always wanted to see Peter Capaldi with somebody else's sort of vision for what Doctor Who looks like that would have been interesting but that's not what we got no we're gonna get it here's what we here's what we don't know the season 10 might be the most amazing thing that ever happened. It's possible. It could be great. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to miss him because... Uh, He's your doctor. Inexplicably, the old guy's the one I liked. Yeah. Like when they announced, you know, and they had like a big special like where they had failed him, I'm like, oh, I'm not in. This this guy's old. This Like, what's fun about that? But then, you know, halfway through the two-hour premiere of season eight, I was like, oh, this guy's fun. He's yeah. making jokes. Yeah, he's this great. is like, this is great. I like this. And that's what that... He's my guy. Yeah. But he's right there behind you. Yeah. Get him on the shelf here. And uh, he says that he'd like a woman to replace him. Oh. And there's always a lot of talk like that. That's like, hey, it's it's time. You know, it's, yeah. the show's been on for 50 plus years. It's time for a woman. It's true. And look, I'm not saying that they couldn't tell good stories as a woman. But when are we going to get James Bond as a woman? He's also been around for 50 years. That's also so true. So we have Jane Bond. It's also true. Jane Bond. Yeah. Which I, I don't think people want that. So no, well, is it wrong to say that you just like feel like the doctor on Doctor Who should just be a man. Is it well, okay to say that? It's okay to say that. There's two things that they did recently that I don't think anybody had considered until this talk s- sort of started, which was this one Gallifreyan official was killed and then regenerated and went from a white man to, to a, a black, black woman, woman. And the black woman was very relieved to not be an old white man anymore. Is I that remember what she said? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was just was like, very, oh, finally. Uh, something about it being more comfortable. It was I don't know very much like in a way where... I, I am all for uh, inclusion and, and making sure it makes sense. But it was something where it was like, look, two birds with one stone. See what we did? Yep. Black person and a woman. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Great. Now you don't want that for anything else. We're done. And, so and with, scene. Right. And so with Missy <clears throat> as the master, also sort of. Whom I like, by the way. That's I, not necessarily a popular opinion. Yeah. yeah. She's fine. But <laughs> she's fine. Oh, she, well, she is. She's good. But I actually would have preferred Missy as as a different villain, as a new, you know, something unique. But this is a different character. That's true. Yeah, it could have been kind of fun as the That's, master. That would have been fun. I think she's better than other masters in the past. Um, you mean the one that was a plant? <laughs> you saw the weird, that one. the Tom Baker one. Yeah, it was uh, during yeah. the Tom Baker. I know yeah. you've seen that. That's when he Tom Baker was like. The doctor doesn't need a companion, and then had this like long stretch where he had no companion, and everyone was like, "No, this sucks." Yeah, need a companion. So it's not bad to feel like the doctor can't be a woman. I always thought the doctor was just a male time lord, like Peter Davison said that. Peter, they were like, "Oh, Peter Davison said the doctor who can't be a woman." He was like, "No, I'm just saying like I just thought the doctor was a male time lord, so he can be anything, but he is a dude." And I, until they made it clear that I guess you can regenerate into a woman, right? I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, the doctor's just a, it's a male yeah, time lord. But that's not the case. So you know, if they want to do a female doctor, great, whatever. I it's mean, it's fine. Here's here's what it'll come down to: Do you tell really good stories with that? Yeah, female if doctor? they're good, then. Wonderful. And to be fair, 
they're going to have to be extra good than if it was a man because you it's have true. to compensate for the people who are like, oh, I'm not into this. Right. You know, but it's like, oh, but it's really good. Like, Look, really prove it. We had Colin Baker as the doctor. He had the best wardrobe of any so any person. Anything. We've the seen amazing, the dark the am- days of Doctor. The amazing Technicolor Doctor. That's right. what he was. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of dark days, Ben Affleck not directing the Batman movie. That's correct. Yeah, I'll speak for myself before I let you speak for yourself. Uh, that's fine. He's going to still be the Batman. Yeah, who it? cares? He doesn't have to direct it. No. Does he, he want Casey Affleck to direct it? That's fine. <laughs> Does he want Mark Wahlberg to direct it? Does he want uh, Donnie Wahlberg? That's fine. Whatever. That'd be great. I, I, I no problem. Whoever directs it, the fine. Wahlberg brothers. Yeah, all of them, including the other one, the Wahlberger one. Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, but yes, I'm, I'm just is. like, oh, it's going to be terrible because that's why he decided not to direct it. Is right. that because he knows it's going to be bad? Because uh, that's a narrative that people really fucking busy. Well, he's very then- busy, very busy cheating on Jennifer Garner. He's <sighs> so busy with that. What? It's just a fact. People what? were so jazzed for him to direct, and then Live by Night came out and had got terrible reviews, and everyone was like, it's going to suck. He shouldn't direct it. Live by Night sucks. I'm like, so you're saying Live by Night, which is just an okay movie. It's not the worst movie. That movie just doing okay means that Gone Baby Gone and The Town and Argo, Argo. are not all good. pieces yeah. of shit. No, they're all garbage. And the Batman is going to suck because yeah. Live by Night wasn't that great and the people that said that are like well i hope Zack snyder directs the batman <laughs> nobody said that nobody. do you think Zack snyder said that probably his mom <laughs> my son zachary makes a very good batman movie <laughs> you should have seen batman versus superman it was to die for <laughs> it was it was to die just for. ask superman oh i'm sorry too soon too soon oh, well he'll be fine he'll yeah, be I'll fine in just sleep uh, I got of, that. I got that note a lot from children. I thought you were dead. I'm like, no, I'm not dead. I'm like, no, I came back. This is some life. movie. Yeah, that's fine. Like, oh, I saw the dirt at the end of the movie. I'm like, uh, speaking of Batman movies, are you excited for Lego Batman movie? I don't know. That we've talked much about it. Sure. Just because it's the character Whatever. and you like him. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a, like it's a, a different. Batman, you know, it's, it's going to be a different silly tone. Yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's not a dark and gritty Lego movie. It's like when they had Adam West and everybody. oh, Return of the Cape. Yeah, Crusade. they had that. I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen that. Yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. But I mean, I like the idea of it, and it's a cute idea. I could, I could track it down online if I wanted to, but I it's haven't yet. Always weird though, because you have excuse me, past actors trying to play younger versions of themselves. Which is why, yeah. Paul, I mean, I, I don't even know how old Robin's supposed to be, but I mean, you know, Burt Ward how old is he like, looks? It is sixties, right? Yeah. So it's like it's why I love the big finish Doctor Who stories, but the only one that really works, the only two that really work for me, is Paul McGann because Paul of McGann has to be whatever he fucking on wants. Spotify, by the way, as you yes. informed me. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Baker, miraculously, sounds a tiny bit older, but for the most part, he sounds, sounds the same. Pretty yeah, much he's the same. he's been a voice on Star Wars Rebels this season, and you hear him, and yeah. it's distorted and you're everything. Like, oh, but you're like, oh yeah, it's, it's the it's doctor. doctor. Yeah, but Peter Davison and uh, and Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy. Uh, Sylvester McCoy maybe not so much, but Peter Davison and Colin Baker especially. You're like, oh, you guys sound like old. Yeah, it's like old doctor. So, uh, what kind of expectation slash interest do you have in Kong Skull Island? Because mine is a zero if not less than I've zero. not seen the trailer. Okay. I don't really care. I don't care. I thought Peter Jackson's King Kong was uh too long. <laughs> I mean that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I don't 
know why we're doing it. It's a property they own. They feel like people could go see it. Isn't there other monsters or something on the island? And this is a prequel to King Kong. Now, if they did Kong Monster Island, where Godzilla and all his monster pals live, mm-hmm. then yes. All right. Absolutely would see that movie. Put but some that, fucking Godzuki in there. I'm in. I don't know. I just uh, I can't imagine going to see it in, in any world. But that's just me. <laughs> But I'll tell you something I'm excited about. We were both talking earlier. You haven't seen the second trailer for Logan, a.k.a. Old Man Logan, but Logan is no, in the movie, Wolverine movie. Yeah. But you've seen a trailer, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, Logan is old. And Professor X even mentions that he's like 90. This is in the later trailer. I'm not ruining everything, anything. Everything or anything. Well, you're ruining it if I do. If I'm avoiding. The All right, I'm just I'm telling you how old he is. I think that's okay because you can tell he's old in the first yeah. trailer. Yeah. So he's I'm just saying he's 90, and then the little girl's in it, and she's X23, which is a character from well after I stopped reading comic books, mm-hmm. but I'm just sort of aware of. And I'm like, great, I'm I'm all in. And uh, there's some swearing in the second trailer. You know, it's more of like a Deadpool approach because it's like you know needless swearing that they feel like accentuates like- jokes. Oh, it's jokey. Uh, it's not jokey, but it's it, the the swearing is kind of jokey. Okay. Yeah. Um, Does he go get off my plane and then kick the guy out the door? So what he plane? says is, "Get these motherfucking sentinels off it. my motherfucking plane." I knew it. And then he goes, you know, snicked, snicked. and he yeah, it's it's gonna be great. Him. I can't wait. It's the best. Very excited about this movie. More excited than uh, I've been about a, a few things. I think Rogue One was kind of an unknown. So I was like, oh, it's a Star Wars movie. I'm excited. This is Wolverine. This is the last time, reportedly, the last time we're going to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get more Wolverine, you know, someone else. I feel like eventually. I'll do it. Really? Yeah. I thought you uh, felt like that the character was overused. Uh, not if they want to. Not, a, not it if me. it's Will Sterling yeah. as. Yeah. yeah, then it's not used enough. But you're too Superman to hey, be. Brian Singer. Put me in that part. <laughs> hey, how are you? I was born to play Wolverine. You know that. You know that. I got the attitude and everything. I'm like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm trying to catch some fucking Boston Bombers <laughs> who went to a marathon <laughs> and killed three people. This poor kid is sitting, laying on the ground. Meanwhile, I'm trying to hunt him down. If I had claws and everlasting life and I could heal, I could just run at those fucking kids. Stop terrorism like that in a snap. It'd be very easy. I'd be like, Donald Trump... You don't need to be the president. I'll be the president. Stand aside. Steve Bannon, who are you? <laughs> You're like Bruce Banner. You're like the Hulk, except you have gray hair and you look really puffy in your weird clothes. President. Doc Steve Bannon. President by gamma rays. Or gay rays. What was that one? Uh, yeah, that that was what yeah. we did once. Was okay. That was a long time ago, actually. It was a, long, it was a lot of things were a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Doc Steve Dennis Bannon. Miller Show and... Jebediah 120. Uh, very excited for Old Man Logan. Yeah. And I'm glad that Patrick Stewart plays Professor X again. He says it's the last time. Hugh Jackman says it's the last time. That's time it for just, both of them. It just depends on the next few years, like what kind of career opportunities present themselves and paychecks and such. Here's the thing. When God created Patrick Stewart. Yes. He had... he. He knew that he was going to give Stan Lee the idea to make the X-Men. When I created Captain this Picard. Is, this is God talking now. When I created. When I created. On the seventh day when I rested. I, I created Steve Ditko who created Spider-Man. And I said, he's a man, but he's also a spider. Patrick Stewart is. There is no better 
superhero movie. There's no better casting ever than Patrick Stewart as Professor X. When they were like, Patrick Stewart's Professor X, you're like, you're like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he is. Yes. Yeah. You mean Professor X is Patrick Stewart. That's what you mean, right? Yeah. Professor X has always been waiting so, for Patrick Stewart to like play Like James him. McAvoy? He's good. He's great. Yeah. But I he's, like him. He's young Xavier with sure, hair young Xavier, and fine. all that. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, I mean... There's he owns some, it. Yes. It's like Christopher Reeve's Superman. They're also perfect, by the way. Yes. I mean, they're... It's, it's very unfair to compare them to either one of them. That's what I hate but when people are like, it's not like Christopher Reeve. I'm like... Christopher Reeve is great. Yeah. We're not and, making those movies anymore. And the reason why Christopher Reeve was He's great gone. was because, and look, we haven't seen it since. I don't think that we've had anyone who is great as Superman and great as Clark Kent. That's right. You've because had people who are good as both. The approach is not done correctly. Yeah. Most people approach it as Superman and Clark Kent is the secret identity. The truth is, he's Clark Kent. Superman. Superman's the secret identity. secret identity. That's how you'll play it when you get cast. That's as, how it should be played. Yeah. Because he grew up as Clark Kent. He didn't grow up as Superman. No, he didn't. That's a created persona. So anyway, Professor X, great casting. And I, I don't know. I'm very excited for that movie. I think that we're going to have to do something that used to be more common. But I think we're going to have to all go see the movie and then uh, do a black cast like right afterwards and okay. talk about it. Because that's that's big. I mean, you know, Guardians 2, not exciting in the same way. Episode eight, pretty exciting, but that's in December. That's so far off that I can't even. Right after the Justice League. When's the Justice League come out? November. But Wonder Woman comes out in like June. June. Personally, looking forward to it. I want it to be good. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants it to be good, especially DC. See, here's the thing, though. There are people who don't want it to be good because it continues that narrative. That's correct. They want it to fail because they need it to fail. Because if it doesn't do anything right, yeah. yeah. Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad, neither of those movies failed. They both made fuck tons of money. So that's why they're making more movies. They want them to be more critical failures and audience failures, which is funny because, look, jury's still out. So, in addition to having Professor Xavier portrayed by Patrick Stewart in uh, the Logan movie, reportedly he will show up. On FX's Legion, which I think you haven't seen yet, so we'll I've talk not about it in seen the future. It. We'll talk about it down the road. Um, he's going to show up in it because there was like all this talk early on. It's like, oh yeah, it's that universe, but we won't see any X Men. Right. And then Fox was like, whoa, whoa. it's like your guy yeah. in the room. He's like, wait, oh, hold on. Um, let's not say there's going to be no X Men. Yeah. Because there X-Men should show? be X Men. It's X Men right. show. Right. And the symbol is the X symbol. Yeah. So we're gonna have someone. And so then they were just like, yeah, yeah. And then now we know that before the season's over, we're going to see Professor X. So great. Now, what do you know about Legion? I feel like we may have talked about him I before. I had to Google him because I don't know anything about it's him. It's a great idea. Based on the trailers I've seen, I do not have hope. No, but the I'm going to talk. I, I'm talking bad. about the character. Which the character. Okay. So the character conceptually is a great idea. So it's a kid, super powerful mutant. He has multiple personality disorder, three very distinct personalities. And the hitch that I always liked is each personality has different set of powers. And if his mind is in one of the other personalities, he can't use the other powers. He can only use the powers associated with that. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of like that. So, cause it's like, if you're kind of working with him and you need one of the other powers, you need to somehow figure out a way to kind of change it. Right. These are things that happen in the new mutants, which will be a movie. New mutants. So I don't know how it's going to pan out. 
uh, know Holly did some great work with the first two seasons of Fargo. Yeah. So uh, benefit of the doubt. We'll we'll see how it pans out. We're doing another X Men show. I was too. just gonna say there's gonna be an actual X Men show, which I don't quite understand how they do it because there's just it's hard. First of all, we had the greatest X Men show ever, the animated show. It's true. Is it gonna be in the CW? <clears throat> Is there gonna be a lot of no. necessary N- drama and lying to each other? No. Okay. And there's not gonna be any Flashpoint either. It's going to be somewhere in the Fox family. I don't know if it's going to be FX, FXX, Fox Network. It'll be on somewhere in there. FXX. Great. Uh, I would like to see them on my TV. Someone else will play Professor X, so they'll have like a different actor that's not James McAvoy. Oh, it would be like an X-Men show. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's an X-Men show. And I don't know. Does that mean that they're like, we're not doing movies anymore? Uh, It does not mean that, but it just means maybe that they're going to put pause on the movies for a little while. Okay. Because I think that Apocalypse did not make the kind of money that they were looking for. It did not. And I think Apocalypse is a fine place to end the series. But that's not the way that it works, because you're going to continue to tell these stories. It's true. You know, Ryan Singer doesn't need to make any more. That cast doesn't need to make any more. No. You know, hang on for a couple years, and then if you want to try it again, that's fine. That's when they Um, cast me as Wolverine. We'll do it. Yeah. What if they cast you as Cyclops? You'd be all right with that? Of course. Yeah. He's the Captain America of the people X-Men. People have told me. It's true. Yeah. So, that, so by... It's true. A lot, of by people, a lot ex- of people have told me I look like James Marsden. That's true. I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but yeah. Um, look, the idea that the X-Men are going to be on my TV is amazing because they haven't been on my TV since the aforementioned animated series. That's right. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board with everything. I just... I want stuff to be good. And here's the thing. The dark, deep, deep, dark secret you and I were talking earlier. Things can be average, and I'll mm-hmm. be happy. Just don't suck. Literally, just don't suck. Right. You can be average, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy with That's that. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. And for you, a good example is that Gotham is below average for a simple reason. Where's Batman? Mm-hmm. It's also below average for... Other reasons. No, but that's a, that's a major reason. Because there's four seasons of it now, and I've only seen the first. Uh, they're in their third season. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. If you knew that the third season he became Batman at some point, you'd be like, great. I'll, I'll jump in on that episode and watch. see what happens. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. No. He's still a kid. That's right. You, you can't. So we've got, we've got X-Men coming our way. Mm, coming. Yeah, that's right. But you know what else we have coming our way? Hey, Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. How you doing? The last Good to night. see it. The yeah. last night, apparently the last Michael Bay Transformers movie, he wrote a very wordy message that was posted on the website, his website. And apparently this is his last Transformers movie, which he, he said before. said that. He's trying to really Twice. sell us on that. said three was the last one? They yeah. said four, said four was, was the last one? one. And now five. Now he's saying. Five. They could have made this movie. Look, I'm still a sucker for these movies. I still really like them. He but knows how to shoot a movie. He, first of all, let's let's be honest. The man knows how to shoot a beautiful picture mm-hmm. and shoot a fucking dope action movie. That's what he's good at. Right. But the Transformers movies could have been could have grown into something different and potentially greater. There was no Michael Bay. Coming but here's the weird, here's like, the problem. All four of those movies are inferior to the animated movie. Yes. Yeah. And but now if you heard bum, 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 and then in a live action one then you heard Transformers You got the Oh my god, you'd fucking lose you your mind. You got the power. Yeah, see, I I'd I'd probably lose my shit. So they just put the old music in there. Mm, that's Maybe like an eighties movie. It'd be great. So Michael Bay step aside, there'll be more Transformers movies after that, but you know, maybe we'll get They're a few gonna years get into off. their weird like spin off thing world. 
They're going to do a Bumblebee movie where he better fucking learn to talk. I don't know. I'd like... There was a miniseries that Marvel did in the mid-80s that I think would make for a great movie. Uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers. Like, let's they talked about the, that. I just talked about it. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Let's they make it happen. It. They talked about it. I actually think Ninja Turtles and Transformers would be more lucrative. Uh, Considering that what Ninja about didn't do very what about Ninja Turtles and Batman? And that Paramount. Uh, that's a great comic book. I know. Which I finally loaned to Captain EO. By oh, the good. way, it took like four months, but okay. I finally loaned it to him. But because Paramount, the movie studios, they actually have the rights to both Transformers and Ninja Turtles. They could very easily they do whatever they want. If they're like, oh, we want to make another Turtles movie, but the second one didn't make enough money, how can we? <gasps> Put him with the robots. Could you imagine? It'd be great. That'd be the best movie of all time. I'd be excited. Yeah. What do you think Dimension X is? It's I don't like know Cybertron. It's like another planet. That's where crime comes from. How excited are you for uh, the fact that going into production this week, Jurassic World 2? Whatever. I, you think that's less than fine. You can't think that that's fine. I don't care because I knew that they were going to. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. No, but we're closer to it. So okay. when it's in theaters, will you definitely not see it? I'll probably see it. Out of because all you guys are there, there comes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll and go. I need to now. I need to know. I have a burning desire mm-hmm. to know if it's gonna suck more than Jurassic World. And you know, no matter how bad it is, Jeff's gonna say that it was great. Uh, I know. How, no matter how bad it is, everyone's gonna say that it was great. Which is why I know we're living in a bullshit world. That's true. When a movie that's at least halfway decent is halfway decent, and a movie that's a big steaming pile of shit sucks, and everyone says it's good, like Jurassic World, correct. Did first one yeah i'm not i don't know i mean i'll see it i i don't get out to the movies as much as i used to but i feel like that's one that i'm like eh, i need well, to see it might theater. be like three by the time this shit comes by out. the time it comes out that's true but i don't know if it'll be ready it'll be a little scary for him and i'll i'll say hey buddy what did you think of the movie and he'll say what that's fine <laughs> i want to play with my blocks yeah yeah uh didn't care for the score can i have a snack <laughs> yeah the score it was fine. Fake John Williams. Oh, fake John Williams. And as we sort of wind down in the uh, the nerd talk thing, I, I find it very interesting that DC has their TV arm, which is successful, and we'll talk about what you feel about it in a second. But it, it, it's their more recognizable names. It's, it's Flash. It's Supergirl. It's Arrow, but mm-hmm. a.k.a. Green Arrow. For Marvel's TV, they're sort of doing... A more interesting thing, which is like digging really deep because they've already basically assigned their better properties elsewhere. I mean, the fact that Iron Fist is going to be on Netflix is like, all right, yeah, they, they, I always liked Iron Fist as a kid. I mean, I'm looking forward to Iron Fist and I've heard rumblings that it's actually really good, but I think he should be the funny one. I'll tell you that right now. He's not the funny one. (laughs) He's just not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. They should be the funny one. But for some other outlets, I think Freeform is going to have a Cloak and Dagger series. And Hulu, I think, is going to have the Runaways. And it's interesting because, like, Cloak and Dagger, it's sort of, they were basically like teenage runaways. And there's for anybody who's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave the Dog, hashtag in the house. Uh, Cloak and Dagger were basically teenage runaways. There was some. yeah, there's some illegal uh, street drugs involved in their oh. origin and stuff like that. It's it's a it's a much darker story, but they're like, yeah, that's great for Freeform, aka the former what ABC was it, ABC Family. family. Yeah. ABC family. I don't know. I mean, I I didn't love those characters, but I thought that they were interesting. There's some good potential with them. I would read their comics and the Runaways. Sure, that's great. Let's see it. They're they're just digging deep because I guess in their mind, everything else is spoken for, you know? Yeah. But those aren't characters that, you know, more casual, not Marvel reader are familiar with. Yeah, but it lets you do things that you're sort of free from judgment. Like how many people are like, 
That's not what Jessica Jones would do. It's like you can kind of do whatever you want with it. Right. That's very true. I don't know. I mean, see, so I hear about the that's the, the point of this is that I hear that there's going to be Cloak and Dagger series. I hear there's going to be a Runaway series. And I'm like, OK, great, because right. they've got all their other stuff, you know, focused elsewhere. So let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does it come down to? Just tell interesting stories. It's like DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Tell average stories. Yeah. But for Legends of Tomorrow, it's like tell average stories and have Rory on the show. That's true. But that's all that matters. Yes. Now, you've talked about this recently that you're not a tremendous fan of the the DC TV I've, shows at this point. I've quit. You've quit all, all of them, of them except the Flash, Flash, right? Right. Yeah. And not because I'm happy with the Flash. No. But because I like Flash storylines mm-hmm. and I enjoy the a- idea and the aspect of the Flash and the super speed. Still not happy that it's all of the stories are just Wally West storylines that have been mined and used and repurposed as Barry Allen storylines. Which further just goes to prove my point. Barry Allen is a boring vanilla character with no fucking interesting stories. So they use all the popular Wally West ones. It's not fair to Wally. It's not fair to Wally at all. At least he's back in the comics. And that's why I quit watching the shows because DC Comics Rebirth is so good. Right. You were talking about that a few blackouts ago. Yeah. It's like. That I'm like, I don't need these. It fills that void. Yeah. Which reminds me that apparently I need to read a whole year's worth of Aquaman comics. I gave you 12 No, I know. And I want to read them. I want. Look, I'm not opposed to him winning me over and me being like, okay, I get it now. I want him to be awesome. And you can watch Throne of Atlantis. That's a good movie. I remember being told that, yes. but I, I have not seen it. So it, it's on the to-do list. There's there's a long to-do list. Uh, completely non-nerve related, uh, our final point here before we uh, wrap this whole thing up. Uh, Johnny Knoxville is going to be in a movie based on Action Park. And Action Park is a theme park very near to where I grew up in Vernon, New Jersey. That's not where I grew up. That's where the theme park was. It's like right over the state line of New Jersey. And Action Park was basically the most dangerous water park in the world uh, because its uh, unfortunate nickname was Traction Park just because there was a lot of injuries. And there's been a lot of posting online since it was announced earlier in the month that there was going to be this movie. People just thinking things like, ouch, and my asshole hurts. These were girls who said this, by the way. Uh, And I'm just like, this is great that this is going to be a movie because it's like, it's like a very little piece of my childhood, but also just your bad 80s commercials. Somebody's just like, okay, yeah. So, you know, if somebody wanted to make Raging Waters the movie, that would be, I know that's not where you grew up because it's San Dimas, but yeah. yeah. I'm sort of excited about the idea because it's, there's a great potential for this to sort of focus on the fact of how many injuries there would be. In any case, uh, this was just sort of a little little nerd talk wrap up because we don't always get to talk nerd talk anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some no names who say that the black cast has basically become an hour long nerd talk now. And some weeks that is absolutely what happens. Yes, that's true. And that's why we need Coltrane's Corner. Yeah. And hopefully we have more Coltrane's Corner very soon. Yeah. But for now, we just had some nerd talk and we wanted to share with all of you out there in the listenership, a.k.a. our fellow nerds. But we'll be back very soon. We'll talk about more things, nerd, nerdly and otherwise. And in the interim, make sure you follow at BlackCast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T on Twitter. Like The BlackCast on Facebook. And, of course, BlackCast.com. You should bookmark that. Do people even bookmark pages I anymore? Bookmark. Okay, good. I yeah. just That's why I asked. So BlackCast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T.com. 
bookmark that. And of course, for at Jeff DeRay, at Coltrane Leaks, neither of whom are here, at Will Sterling underscore, who has at Motivate Report. That's right. That's right. We will see you next time on the Blackcast. Thank <laughs> you.